What's up, everybody? This is Pill Talk Podcast, your medicine, your daily dose to get inspired, motivated, and to live at your full potential. Right now, I got my good friend, special guest, Dr. Shelly Williams, physical therapist out of Houston, Texas. Big ups. How you doing today? I'm feeling great, man. How y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. So let's get into it. Uh, my first question for you is... Uh, what made you choose physical therapy? So I always knew I would do something medical. I had one of those parents putting a bug in your ear, be a doctor, be a doctor. So my whole life since I can remember, you know, that was like at the forefront of my mind. But naturally, I just took, you know, an interest in medicine. And originally, I thought I would be either an anesthesiologist or a pediatrician. When I applied for college and my major was biology, it really dawned on me. That's not the type of medicine I wanted to practice. So I started just looking into other things and physical therapy really caught my eye because I, you know, saw them in so many different arenas. You know, I saw them on a field with athletes. I saw them in a clinic with balls and jump ropes and all types of crazy stuff. And so I was like, I think this may be more of a fit for me. Where, 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 were you an athlete growing up or anything like that? I was a cheerleader, and yes, that is a sport for all my naysayers. <laughs> the same strengthening conditioning coach from the football team trained us, so I'm sticking to it. I was a cheerleader. I did stunts. It was, you know, yes, I was an athlete. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. So um, if anybody looking to figure out how to get into this career, what's the education or what's the steps you got to go to to become a physical therapist? Yeah, so all of the programs have officially converted in some years back to it being um, a doctor of physical therapy. So that is the road you have to take for entry level now. Um, so you have to get your um, bachelor's degree. It doesn't necessarily have to be a science major like you may think. In my class, we had, you know, people who graduated with religion degrees and theology and dance degrees. As long as you had your science prereqs, you know, you could still apply. Um, so you get your BS um, or your four-year degree, and then you go to a doctorate program for maybe another three years. Now, there are a lot of universities out there where you can kind of do that accelerated track where they have their own PT school. And instead of it being like a seven-year deal, you can do a six-year. You know, you apply from freshman year to the program, and they have it accelerated for you. So you just get funneled through versus breaking it up like I did. Or, or so your undergrad degree was in uh, what again? Kinesiology, and I did human movement science as my specialist. So I always tell people I'm a human movement scientist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Was that very helpful for the career you went now? Yeah, I think so, because, you know, it, it really gave me um, a little taste of what was to come in PT school versus if I was another background and just took some science courses. You know, to me, it gave me a little bit of an advantage. I can bet so. Knowing how, because you need to know how the body move to become a physical therapist. So. Exactly. It just made sense to me or what I really would have done, LSU didn't have it, but a lot of people did exercise science um, at their university. Um, and so that was really helpful too, because they got more of that, um, that rehab mind, brain, and that was super helpful. I would have picked that route. Oh, word, word, word. And uh, 
It only the four year. I mean, the undergraduate degree was just four years, and then you went into PT school, which was another three years. Yes. So it's really two years of curriculum and then one year of clinical. So what some people think is that you know it's a it's a um, a doctorate where you do a thesis, but it's not. It's a clinical doctorate, just like how a medical doctor would go and do their rotations in the hospital. It's the same way. So we you know have to go to either. Um, an outpatient clinic for that type of rotation or um, the hospitals or some type of, you know, um, skilled nursing facility or orthopedic. So it is a hands-on year of clinicals. Now, different programs will break it up to where in my program, when we were just baby PTs learning, we would do like a two-week rotation here and there. And then the last year was just like three months at this spot, three months at that spot, three months at that spot. So they kind of break it up. But the gist of it is, is basically two years of curriculum and one year of hands-on learning that paid volunteership where you pay to volunteer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember those days, too. What's up, everybody? Let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Bartu Wilson. I'm a pharmacist that was featured in one of the most prestigious publications, Marquis Who's Who in 2021, as a top medical professional of the world because of my impact through medication therapy management, outreach programs, and networking. I started my own podcast, Pill Talk Podcast, to sit down and talk with other top medical professionals about their journey. Some of the topics that we cover in our conversations are their career path choice, education level needed to practice in their career field, and most importantly, how they're impacting the lives of the patients that they see daily. So, I would like for you to join me every Monday at 6 p.m. as I release new episodes so you can learn about the different medical fields from the top professionals themselves. I just want to let you know that Pill Talk Podcast is just not a podcast, it's your medicine. The daily dose you need to educate, motivate, and aspire to live at your full potential. So become an empowered leader and start to dream bigger with Pill Talk Podcast. So, I want you to go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel and support the podcast by becoming an active listener and purchasing some merchandise. Thank you. Yes. Man. So when you came out of PT school, right, did you automatically open up your own business or did you get in under someone to like learn a little bit of, to learn some more about the business and then brainstorm your own? Hell no, I didn't go straight into my own practice. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely, um, I didn't really open a body on point until July, it'll be two years. So I've been out of school since 2014. I was full-time at um, Memorial Hermann Hospital out here. I was an ICU physical therapist in the cardiac unit. So um, I got under somebody real quick. You know, my first job was a bunch of heart transplants, lung transplants, huge heart devices, total artificial hearts, crazy stuff that they don't, you know, you barely even touch on in school. Yeah. So that was a huge culture shock. Um, and then, it, like I was saying with my, you know, piece on doing what you're passionate about, I was just able to see how the healthcare system was still kind of failing us all in some way. And so I was kind of forced to open my own spot. It wasn't necessarily just like, oh, I want to be my own boss. This seems so luxurious, you know. I was like, man, as 
at a certain point, we're not really doing it right. So, you know, if I feel like I, I know what I want to do, that's kind of what pushed me to open up body on point. But yeah, I definitely um, worked under a whole lot of other physical therapists. I got to get, you know, my real skills up because what you learn in school and then what actually happens in a real life sometimes it's a disconnect, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So I had to really learn how to be a good physical therapist before I just went from school to thinking I can run my own company. And yeah, you said a couple of good things in there. There's one thing I want to say in there first uh, that I'm hearing. Um, You soaked up the game from everybody else, learned all like the mistakes under someone else. And then was like, all right, I see where you guys are slipping or not being the best at. And then mm-hmm. went there and formed your own niche. Because a lot of people would come out and be like, yo, I want to be my own boss. Like, that's the That's way. the trend right now. Huh? I said, that's the trend right now. Definitely. And, and everybody wants to come out as an expert without taking the time to be a student. And when I say I learned from a bunch of physical therapists, I don't mean just at that one hospital. So I used to do four 10-hour shifts there. And then since I had three days off, I would go do some PRN work at um, a rehab hospital. So now was I only in different facilities? I was in different physical therapy settings. So like I said, my main job was ICU. Then I would go and do contract work at a rehab hospital that had their own outpatient that had a pool. So I'm learning, you know, I'm keeping my skills sharp in several different clinical settings because the thing with physical therapy is since we can be in so many areas, like you can be in burns or you can be in peds, you can kind of lose your skills, you know, in another area because you're just not in that no more. You're not going to keep all that information sharp, all those skills sharp. So I definitely was soaking up all the game from other therapists because everybody's going to practice a different way and then at different facilities. So I made sure to like really learn first before I thought, you know, I could go out and do anything or teach anybody anything. Man, that's, that's fire right there. You was really on your grind. Like you worked a full-time job with like, yo, you know what? I'm going to pick up some more hours and get I some did. more education under my belt. Because we don't get so. paid enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Um, you said something else in there that was fire too. So you soaked up the game, started your own business. Um, and learning under those other people, did they kind of like take you in and been like a mentor to you or you just kind of just had to learn as you go with those other therapists? Because I know um, mentorship is like real big in every profession. Yeah, they, everybody really was really welcoming. Um, I think... It was because I came in as, you know, as like an open book, you know, and I want to learn. And so people were willing to teach me. I see some people kind of come in like where they don't want to ask questions because they don't want to seem dumb or they think maybe it's something that they should already know. And I think, you know, they might put up this wall or facade to where maybe they know it all already and that just turns some people off but no everybody that helped me was very welcoming and just you know gave me their tips and tricks and then you start to develop your own as you go yeah start putting things together get your own little rhythm i feel you yeah after all the hours (laughs) you put in you probably had a great rhythm (laughs) for real (laughs) and so 
All right, let's talk about your business. There's a few things I want to talk about it. Um, Body on Point out there in downtown yes. Houston. Let's go. Yes. So yes. let's talk about your business. Like, what all do you do? What's your specialty there? So my specialty is dry needling. And I'll say two things, like what it is and where it came from. So it looks like acupuncture. We use the same needles that acupuncturists use, you know, um, but it's just used differently. So, you know, while they are balancing energy systems and things like that, it may be more so, you know, like this is the area that hurts. I know the muscles that control this area. I know the muscles that may be weakened by, you know, I'm using the needles to facilitate whatever response I need. So it's a difference between, you know, dry needling and acupuncture, but the similarity is the needle. I got into dry needling because I was always a heavy base manual therapist. Like during the session, I'm going to put my hands on you at some point just to try to see what I feel and figure it out, you know, from a clinician standpoint. Once I had dry needling done on myself, um, I experienced a huge relief that nothing else was giving me as a physical therapist. So when it was time to renew my license, I said, well, let me get certified in something I actually enjoy and believe in instead of taking some crazy fluff classes um, for some credits, you know. And so once I actually started doing it, I started getting these crazy results. And so I'm like, this is like a little miracle drug for me. So that's why I kind of like really branched off and started doing um, dry needling as like my niche in my practice. And since here in Texas, and it's not really covered by insurance yet, that's what kind of transitioned me to do like more cash-based physical therapy. So I don't accept insurance. I do all cash-based services. And so um, I, I really try to respect my client and I keep them coming back. You know, sometimes our programs are like eight, six weeks to 12 weeks long. You know, I try to treat patients like within one to four sessions. And so far, so good. It's been, you know, working for me and my um, my clients pretty well. Okay, great, great. So what are some of the symptoms someone would come in with that you can treat them with uh, dry needling? And then, like, can you give us some results of, um, after the treatment? Yeah, so I see people from head to toe with dry needling, like people with migraines get a lot of relief. I've treated people for TMJ. Um, What's TMJ? Thing, um, the temporomandibular joint dysfunction. And so like, if you have any type of jaw clicking, grind, if you grind your teeth at night, it's kind of similar what people would get Botox in that area for. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing the Botox with the needle and injections, we can do the dry needle and get some of those same results. Same thing with migraines. Sometimes people get Botox injection for migraines. So dry needling kind of came about because when people get those injections like Botox or the steroid shots for their knees or in their back, wherever people get these shots, some of the research was saying that it may be the needle that actually gives the relief versus the medicine that's in a needle. So they said, let's try a dry needle, which is a a needle without medicine. And that's kind of how that whole um, thought came about. So I do see some, some good results that like people might get an injection for. So if people have, you know, um, so many people have tense shoulders, that's an easy dry needling thing. You know, we're all like this at yeah. some point. 
back pain. I trick a lot of sciatica. So yes, I'm putting needles in your butt. Um, <laughs> knee pain, just any type of pain. I'm, you know, pretty much treating plantar fasciitis, Achilles, anything that you can think of, really. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Man, I know I got a couple of people that I know that suffer from headaches that take medications and they just say like, um, the medication works momentarily or they feel it wearing off. And uh, I'm gonna have to let them know that, yo, you might have to check out dry needle and see if that's gonna be an, a, a better alternative than having to keep Seriously. trying this medication that you know only gonna last for an extended period of time. Seriously, and um, kind of to segue, that's kind of how I got into CBD products as well. Because with dry needling, it'll make you feel sore because I'm actually, you know, putting a needle in you. So like, let's say I do your traps, you'll feel like you went to the gym and did like 100 shoulder shrugs. So it's not like this crazy pain, but you do feel like, like you work that area out. Like if I do the calf, you'll feel like you was doing calf raises in your sleep all night. So I wanted something to kind of, you know, like offset that. So I played around with like essential oils at first. People didn't really see a difference. I tried um, like this one CBD cream I found because I was very inexperienced with CBD. It's, it's relatively new. But then when I tried this one kind, people started acting like I was crazy. They would say stuff like, you said I was going to be sore. You was exaggerating. And I'm like, hmm, okay, okay. maybe this <laughs> CBD stuff works. So um, I looked into that, you know, and... Um, and then I started carrying the oil that you can put under your tongue just for the areas that I can't needle. So like, let's say um, we're treating you for migraines. I want to do like, since I may only see you two or three times, I want to hit it like a double dose. I'm going to do the um, muscles, but then the CBD cream will work. I mean, the CBD oil will work internally to do things that, you know, the needles don't touch. Okay, thanks. So do you have a particular brand or are you partnering with a company for the CBD? My brand. Okay, let us know what it is. It's Body On Point. It's on my website. It's our uh, own CBD oil cream and bath bomb. I only have four products, really. I have an insole, too, for the alignment things. Because, like, let's say I'm treating runners um, or anybody, like, with a knee pain or foot pain. I have really flat feet, which is how I got these insoles. And so that's what prompted me to start carrying those insoles. All right, so your four products. You got your CBD oil, you have yes. your insole. What's the other mm -hmm. two? The CBD cream, which you just rub on. Like, let's say you went to the gym. You look like you work out. I'm not going to lie, I don't work out. So let's just say you went to the gym, you did leg day. You're like, oh, these legs killing me. You just rub the cream on or something. Or let's say you was moving, you know, your back a little, so you just rub the cream on. It's a topical. Um, so it's the, the, the oil, the insoles, the CBD cream, and a little CBD bath bomb just for recreational. And the oil, you can use it on your body and you can uh, ingest it. You can no, taste. no, it's just, just to ingest. The okay. cream is topical. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. And the CBD, yeah, I know you got certified in it just to sell the products and just to be knowledgeable about it. So yeah, so like, that process. So, you know, I'm, I'm in a, a very small clinic. It's me. And then sometimes I may have like another practitioner in and out to help with caseload. But like I said, 
it's very personal, you know, it's not this big gym, it's not a hospital. So anybody I treat, you know, I want what I do to be really effective. Like I said, people paying out of pocket, it's not something we just bill in insurance and we're like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to make sure anything I carried, I believe in, like I, I, I was telling you before this meeting, I had my oil up here because I was personally using it, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be a fluff practitioner and I don't want to have fluff products. So um, I really had to start to educate myself on CBD. And so what I, I, I my favorite talk is this TED talk um, by Dr. Rachel Knox, where she just explains our endocannabinoid system. And she's like, I know you've never heard of it. It's not in our books. And so I'm like, what is this system she's making up? And, you know, I just did a whole bunch of research about it. And it's just like really the homeostasis controller of our body. And so we, we produce um, things that CBD and THC mimic. So we don't have this system for THC and CBD, but they can work on the system because our body naturally produces those things. So it was really just a matter of me just really educating myself because like she said, it's not in our textbooks, it's not, anything that you know we were taught but it's a very powerful and real system that we do have yes yeah um everybody got this system only reason i know about it um because in pharmacy school i took the toxicology class which was an elective they started talking about like cocaine and heroin and this, yeah. and this and then it came up about marijuana and it was like oh yeah, yeah everybody got the cannabinoid system this and this um and they're like, these are why you have the effects when you smoke or yeah. use, uh, certain hemp products. I put it that way. And I'm yeah. like, oh, word, that's what's <laughs> up. <laughs> that's crazy because like you said, it was an elective. It's not nothing that's just being, you know, like we don't learn about it like the CNS, the BNS. They don't tell us about this one. But yeah, it is. It's a real thing. Yeah, definitely. And now, as you can tell, the CBD oil is like, going through the roof right now we can't keep it on the shelf people coming in all the time asking yeah. for it asking about it um do you encourage your cbd oil for sleep as well because i know that's one of the uh, calming things it has that can kind of calm you down to pitch you yeah. yeah i do and and when i find myself you know having a restless night which is not often because i sleep well but when i do i take the cbd oil and it really does it does that and you know that's why i take it sometimes if i'm working on a big project or something just for that common effect that's what it is that's what it is oh yeah, yeah. just in case anybody gonna ask when they see this does cbd oil or cbd products make you high so certain certain cbd can just depending on how much thc they have in it originally i was carrying um a product with thc like below the legal limit so that it was still legal to carry but the the body on point cbd products that i personally have don't have any thc in it so you can get all of the good benefits of why you know we would hear people say they smoke weed, you know, if they have cancer or they have pain or something like that. CBD is going to give you all those health type of things that they're talking about, like the pain relief or the anti-anxiety or, you know, things like that without the high feeling or without the psycho psychotropic effects on it. Glad you broke that down. So if anybody listening, yeah. the THC gets you high, the CBD yeah. gives you the health benefits. Yes. And so that's like why I carry it because I just thought like what 
you know, being in heart failure, working in heart failure, I saw like, you know, to after a person has a transplant or something, there aren't so many steroids and anti-rejection things. Sometimes it's so many drugs. They don't even like know who they are and where they're at for months. And so I, I come from an environment seeing people just being on so many medications or, um, you know, people with medications having terrible side effects. And then we prescribe another medication to treat the side effects, but that medication has its own side effects. And so it's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so I just find that CBD is just a more, you know, natural way of, you know, getting those same benefits. And the, the cool thing about it is, it, it stimulates your body to start producing the things naturally. So it's not something that you should continue to have to live on anyway. Yeah. So give us a patient case that came in that you saw and you treated them with dry needling and CBD and like, what was their results? Okay. So one of my favorite cases to date because she did not believe in me <laughs> was that <laughs> I went to do um an on-site type of thing at this gym and I like to do those because instead of people going online you know I get to be right in the midst of the action where people are like oh yeah my arm hurt my back hurt da 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 I see you know it's just way more people there that need your services than you sitting in the office waiting on people to contact you. So I like to do the on-site things. I was at this gym and this lady comes up to me and she's like, um, I, have a, I have some herniated discs in my neck and they wanna do surgery on me. I don't want them to do surgery, but my right arm, she has so many mixed symptoms. One area burned another area tingle. The worst is when she went to bend down to tie her shoe. It was the most excruciating pain she would ever feel. Not only did she have a full-time job working on radio, but she was also a professor at Rice University. So she works a lot. What she loves to do for her enjoyment is ride her motorcycle where her arms have to go out here. That's just like the thing that gives her the most joy in the world. She's no longer able to do this because of her arm. She's now calling into work um, as a professor because, you know, her arm hurts so bad. So since I'm on site, you know, I have my table and a few needles there. I touch a few things and I'm like, it's bad. Come see me ASAP. Like make an appointment so we can like get some real sessions in because it's, it's bad when I'm feeling. So... A couple weeks go by, I don't hear from her. I didn't have her contact information, so I'm just waiting on her to call me. So she calls me, and she's at her wit's end. Finally get her in the clinic, and um, I said, okay, look, like I said, people are paying out of pocket, so I tried to see them the least amount as possible, the most conservative route as possible. If they only need some products and some insoles, I recommend that and have them not even come in. But I said, look, I think that we're going to need four sessions. And that's the most I've ever recommended to anybody. I said, I think we're going to need four sessions. And I want you to take the CBD oil. And she was a little bit older. And sometimes older people are very weary of CBD. They took those dare classes, say no to drugs, seriously. <laughs> they act like you are prescribing cocaine to them sometimes, okay? So she was reluctant, but she was in so much pain. When people come to see me, sometimes they're just like, at this point, just do whatever, yeah. you know? 
she was in so much pain that she really was um willing to let me do whatever so she came in and if you don't know people in a lot of pain you may take it the wrong way this angry look on her face not really friendly no you know rapport back and forth but it's literally because she's hurting so bad so you know you can't take it personally you're like this person just hurt so bad they don't you know they're not gonna smile they're not gonna joke um so this was actually at the start of COVID so stay at home orders were going over all over the country but like I said she's in so much pain we're just like let's just you know you'll be the only person I take so that we can you know help you needless to say she came four sessions we did two a week so two weeks by the fourth session she come in my office <laughs> hey girl how you doing and i'm like who okay. are you first of all seriously so we were doing our dry needling um the only time i need multiple sessions is to do different areas so like i said dry needling can make you feel like you went to the gym it can make you feel sore. If the area is really bad, it can release a lot of things that are trapped, just like a deep tissue massage will. So sometimes you can get tired, you know, you can feel fatigued or you may get a headache, you know, because I'm releasing those things into the bloodstream. You have to drink a lot of water, pee a lot. Um, the same thing as if you were getting a massage. So we were doing different areas on her body as the physical therapy. I gave her a home exercise program, neural flossing, and some things that she particularly needed to strengthen just based on her anatomy. You know, she had big breasts, so we had to strengthen some of the <laughs> counteractive, you know, muscles back there. Just keeping it real, yeah. you know. So she had her physical therapy sessions where I would do those things on her as well, do the dry needling. She had her home exercise program, things that she was doing in the meantime. Um, and then she was on the CBD oil. And so she had a miraculous recovery. And every time she would come in, she would say, if you can help me. And I would say, when I fix this, you yeah. know, like I said, she didn't believe in me because her pain was so bad, not because of me or anything. Um, and so she went from seriously, y'all, like 10 out of 10, can't tie my shoe friends thinking I'm mad at them because I either can't come out or when I am out I look like a bitch you know (laughs) to to being in no pain and she left a review saying you know I'm completely pain free we didn't get it down we got it eliminated and like I said it took four sessions and some CBD oil and the home exercise program where hopefully she she keeps the routine keeps all that going she is she referred her brother and her friend oh man you yeah. win. <laughs> but, it's all love over here. Like, she got to really appreciate you because, number one, if this happened in the beginning of COVID, when the world was shutting down and everybody was scared and then, like, you still risked yeah. it, risk it all yeah. for her, mm-hmm. like, that's, that says a lot about you and your character right there. That's, like, real dope. Okay, and, uh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, I'm happy that it was a great success for her. Because yeah, if it wasn't, I know, you know some BS, but <laughs> it was a great success. She came a new person after with the four sessions, probably before that. Yeah, she started getting relieved before that. That's what it is. That's amazing. Um, so 
What's your new career goals? Like, what do you, what do you, not career goals, because you, you at the top of your career now. Oh, um, not at everything. the top. <laughs> <laughs> no, not but, at the top at all. What do you see yourself going in five years? How do you see you growing your business uh, and getting clientele and all that other stuff? So what I um, really want to do is just in terms of like branding, the CBD oil is my brand. The insoles are great and I use them because I believe in them, but I'm still just a distributor for another company. And so at the end of the day, I do want that to be my own product. So I'm working on um, engineering that because I want something that's, you know, good and even better than what I'm using. Um, So that's my first thing I really want you know, to have my own insoles. Um, and then eventually, you know, I want to expand. I want to own my space and have a full staff so that, because it, it gets hard with it being just me, you know, yeah. I want to have to be able to, my, my most important thing with that is that they are getting the same results that I'm getting because I don't want the quality to fluctuate at all because I care about people those pockets and people paying. I feel you. I feel you mentioned that a few times. You you went in there during COVID. You got the lady. <laughs> you got her right. And then you are always saying, yo, you try to do the most cost-effective program for everyone that comes through. So not yeah. everybody should know that one, you're a caring person. You're going to come through for them in the clutch. And number two, yes. you ain't going to beat their pockets up. <laughs> yeah, yes. For real. So if anybody want to get in contact with you, anybody want to email you, want to get some of the good CBD oil, um, want to come down and see you at your your office, let them know what your contact information is, email, I mean, uh, website and everything. Yeah, so the website is um, bodyonpointpt.com. And the Instagram is the same. It's body on point PT. You can find me on Instagram. You can reach out, DM me. I'll see it. Leave a comment. You know, go like my little posts. And I'm willing, you know, to converse with you. If you have a question on what you need or the best thing, is dry needle and right for you? I love those type of conversations. So hit me up. Word, word, word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Peel Talk Podcast here. Talking to my uh, good friend, Shelly Williams, excuse me, Dr. Williams, <laughs> giving y'all some good information about dry needling CBD oils. Make sure you check her out. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. What's up, everybody? Let me introduce myself. My name is Dr. Bartu, and I'm a pharmacist. Being a black healthcare provider is a gift, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when patients come into the pharmacy, they're able to see someone that looks just like them and they're able to let their guards down and really open up so that I can provide the best customer service to them and healthcare service as well. And let me explain why I say this. A gentleman came into the pharmacy to pick up some meds after being hospitalized with COVID. His ED doctor gave him the meds but didn't instruct him on how to properly use the inhaler, the reasons for the steroids, all the common side effects that he's going to face um, on his road to recovery with COVID. When the patient saw me, he stopped and pulled me to the side and asked, can I go over the meds with him? I sat down and took the time with him to explain the disease state, what to expect on his road to recovery, coach and demonstrated how to properly use his inhaler and go over the highlights of his steroids. 
When he came back to the pharmacy after he got back to his normal routine, which took about a week or so, he came in just to tell me thank you. Because unlike all the other doctors he visited, no one wanted to take the time to explain to him or even make him feel comfortable to ask questions about the medication or the disease state that he was facing. And that is the reason why representation matters in the medical field. Because when he saw me, I was able to connect with him on a different level. I was able to break down the information in a way that was ideal for him to receive the message. And making an impact in our patient lives is key. And that's why we need more black healthcare providers in the medical field. So join me each and every Monday as I release new episodes so you can learn about the different medical fields from the top medical professionals themselves. Because Pill Talk is not just a regular podcast. Pill Talk Podcast is your medicine, the daily dose you need to educate, motivate, and inspire to live at your full potential. So become an empowered leader and start to dream bigger with Pill Talk Podcast. And while I got your attention, make sure you go to my YouTube channel and subscribe and like. Support the podcast by becoming an active listener and supporting the merch.